0: On a series, the creative prosperity. That's a series we've been running with since um, November, and there's been prosperity, um, creative prosperity principle of timing, creative prosperity principle of order, of focus, and then last Sunday, Pastor dealt with creative prosperity principle of routine, timing order focus and then routine and he mentioned some things that are still ringing in my spirit about studying the word meditating the word on the word and declaring the word and declaring the word these three things must be something that every Christian must live with It must resonate with your spirit and soul every day of your life. Studying the word, meditating on that word you've studied, and declaring that word. When Jesus entered the temple, he read from the scroll and he was reading Isaiah 61. And when he finished, he said, This day. It hasn't happened yet. But he said, this day, the scripture you've just heard is fulfilled before you. It hasn't happened yet. So that's declaration. Declaring the word of God and finding yourself in alignment with what the word says. Don't bother how it's going to happen. Just declare it and it will happen. It will come to pass. Don't bother how am I going to go from point A to B. What did the world say regarding your advancement from point A to B? Declare it. And by the transportation of the spirit, you move from point A to B. Praise the Lord. You see, if you can explain how Philip disappeared to the street where he met the man going back to Ethiopia, then you can explain how God can move you from A to B. But if you cannot explain that, just declare the word, and the Spirit of God will pick that word up and execute it. That was the secret of David. That was the secret of David. The Bible says that when Goliath began to declare the word, Against David from his gods. First Samuel chapter 17. The Bible says, And David began to declare words against Goliath. So you come with me to, to me with spare and Javelin and she but today. He said, I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. And how the rest happened, I'm sure if you call David, he would not be able to account. Because he deployed the host of heaven. Today, we are looking at the creative prosperity principle of giving to Caesar and God. The creative prosperity principle of giving to Caesar and God. And someone might say, Ah, what topic is this? (laughs) Praise the Lord. When Pastor told me, I looked at that topic, I also asked myself, What topic is this? Praise the Lord. But over the week I kept ruminating. I search my spirit a lot. I search. Because I run partnership with the Holy Ghost. So I keep ruminating. I keep ruminating. You know, Pastor was sharing how a car ruminates over what <laughs> he eats. And that, that's what I apply in my spirit every time. I kept ruminating. I was trying to know. Exactly, did the Lord until early this morning to be honest? That's when it started coming to me. What exactly the Lord wanted to you know share about this. Let's go into um, Luke chapter 20. The Bible said the place you read in our Bible reading, if you're watching online or watching on, 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 or you're going to watch later on our bus sprout or any uh, online uh, media platform, uh, we read um, Luke chapter 20. Um, 20 verse, 20, verse 20, to 26. And we read, um, Romans chapter 13, one to seven as well. And if you're watching online, the Lord will bless you just like he's enriching everyone here with his blessing this morning in the name of Jesus. Verse 20 says, so they watched him. Can we come the kids, please? If you're beside the kid that's making noise, please. I've got a very limited time here to share this. The Bible says, so they washed him. And sent spies who pretended to be righteous that they might seize on his words in order to deliver him to the power and the authority of the governor. Then they asked him, saying, Teacher, we know that you say and teach rightly, and you do not show personal favoritism, but teach the way of God in truth. Is it lawful for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness. That's the first thing I want to bring to you this morning. You see, Jesus was a man as though he was not God. When he was here, and he was God as though he was not man. So Jesus operated like yourself and myself. That's what the Bible calls him, Jesus of Nazareth, giving you a location of his birth. To tell you that he was human and when they seek to destroy him in different ways the bible says he withdrew himself that's humanity in his capacity as a sovereign god he can destroy all of them but in his humanity he will withdraw and retreat and go to another place because he was acting in most times as a human as a man praise the lord they came to him they first of all elogized him and tried to you know praise him and try to catch him unaware but is always hearing what is not said in what is said. He says as a Christian you have to learn, you have to train your spirit to hear what is not said from what has been said. There are multiple things that are not said from what has been said. So you need a discerning spirit to be able to extrapolate or extract the content that is not verbally you know, pronounced. Now they said to him, Master, is it then lawful to for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? He perceived their craftiness and said to them, Why do you test me? Show me a denarius whose image and inscription does he have? They answer Caesar's. He said, Render therefore then to Caesar the things that are Caesar's unto God, the things that are God's. And the Bible says. They could not catch him in his words, in the presence of the people, and they marveled at his answer and kept silent. And another translation, another um, rendition in, in, in Mark and, and in Matthew uh, says, he, they walked away. They came to catch him. And he said to them, I understand Where I live at the moment. And I understand where my disciples will live hereafter. I understand there are two words here that demands responsibility. I understand there are two words here that's constantly asking for obligations. Constantly demanding um, things to be done. And having expectation that these things have to be lived up to. I understand. So Jesus said, Inasmuch as I am from heaven, there is some terms and conditions that have been defined within this region, and I have to obey, I have to subscribe, I have to submit to it. You see, in our day and age, of course, you know that. Before they pay your wages, tax, taxes are already taken. In fact, not just tax alone. And I, national insurance, they deduct it as well. If you are on pension scheme, that one also goes. So there's a lot of deductions. Praise the Lord. But you see, this thing here is deeper than what they came to ask Jesus. Remember, the Bible says, they they joined the herodians okay if you read matthew 20 uh matthew is it matthew 22 now or mark 12 if you read the bible say they joined themselves with the herodians the pharisees joined themselves with the herodians now the pharisees and the herodians are enemies they don't unite they don't agree but for the purposes of stopping the sovereign will of God, they united and the Herodians and the Pharisees always seek to destroy Jesus. Let's look at Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter number 2. The Bible says, Mark 2. Okay, Mark number 3, chapter 3, sorry. Not 2, chapter 3. The Bible says, verse 1, And he entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. He said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. And the Bible says, Then he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? and the scripture says, but they kept silent. And when he had looked around them with anger, being gripped with the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand, and and he stretched out, and he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. So, the purpose here of this unity or unification between the pharisees and the herodians was to destroy jesus number one number two was to gain favor from the monarch of herod because they are the the herodians were like a minor not major minor or minority political party who favored the rulership of Herod as a king? So they wanted to destroy Jesus, then they wanted to attract favor. And today, in our Christianity, we live here. And we also live in the heavens because Jesus said, We are seated in heavenly places far above our principalities, right? We are seated with him far above every name that is named. Now the Bible says that we are in this world, but we are not of this world. So we have responsibilities in this world. I want you to get me. We have a responsibility in this world in as much as the responsibilities we also have in the kingdom. But, these two responsibilities, one takes precedence to the other. So, one is more superior to the other. Now, ideally, there should not be any conflict in the both worlds. But because the God of this world, the Bible calls him, has blinded, eyes of man so in most cases they try to use look at what look I want you to get this they try to use the 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 task of Caesar to dissuade you from growing spiritually they try to use the task of Caesar to to keep you stagnated in your spiritual work if not even killing your spiritual work now what they do is that they create laws that are in disharmony with the allegiance that you profess towards God. That's what they do. So that you don't have time to give unto God what you're supposed to give. Unto. Remember, Jesus said, You have to share the responsibility it's a twin responsibility it's about you have to know how to give Caesar his own due, and also how to give God his own deal but what Caesar does is that Caesar tries to, uh, try to you know uh, 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 occupy the two areas so that you don't have time for God but you can only do things to please Caesar that's the system of this world remember The Bible says, arise and shine as I see, for your light has come. But it said that darkness will cover the earth. Gross darkness, the people, It's not physical darkness. It's the system of the world. The system Caesar puts in place to ensure that the dominance over anything that confesses God. They came and they say to him, Master, which one? Because if he says yes, the people who, 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 uh, 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 who, who dislike the task that the Roman government puts on them will be in disfavor with him. If he says no, then they will bundle him to the governing authorities. So, he said, okay, bring what you are in possession of. They were in possession of a currency, signifying their subservience or their subordination to the ruling authority in the land. And Jesus said, okay, then give what you are supposed to give to Caesar and then what you're supposed to give to God. Let me tell you what Caesar does. What Caesar does is to is to align with the purposes of the dark world they align with the purposes of satan to obliterate the advancement of the kingdom priests and kings that's what they do they make laws that would demote christians from just like pastoral stood here and, and was saying that even the christians of the indigenous christians have no boldness to even confess why because Caesar has put laws in place that makes it difficult for them to even be bored because they feel if I am bold to confess this, it might deny me my opportunity in the workplace. Caesar. It might deny me my opportunity in the workplace. I want to tell you because we're going to pray this morning. Let, let's see. In Genesis chapter 42, The Bible says about Jacob. Sorry, that scripture is not, I I didn't give it. Now, the Bible says about Jacob. Jacob was a man of God. Jacob was a prophet. Jacob worked in the covenant of his father Abraham. But the Bible says, it was the system of Caesar that made him to send his sons to Egypt. The Bible said, and Jacob heard there was corn in Egypt. Because by the system of Caesar, there was famine all over the world. And then he heard that there was corn in bondage. That there was money or there was provision in a place of chain. And he didn't, he didn't care because his hunger. That's why when the Holy Ghost is calling you to pray, you remember bills, you remember that, you remember that that is Caesar and the system. you 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 relegate really whatever the Holy Ghost is saying because you are pursuing to please the demands and responsibilities and obligations of Caesar. We've got to know how to balance these things. There has to be, a balance there has to be a balance so we can know how to generate what caesar is looking for through the divine process you see that's what jesus said seeking for the kingdom of god and his righteousness he said hey you will have more than enough to meet the demands of caesar why not compromise? Why your faith is not being compromised? But you see, the system of this world has changed the system. The system then says, Seek ye first Order things first and meet kingdom, um, Caesar's demands, then let the kingdom come last. And inasmuch as the priority is not correct, God's hand will be withdrawn. Inasmuch as the priority, the sequence of preference is not in order, God will withdraw his hands. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible is so key to balancing our lives in every, in every sphere. The Bible is so key in balancing our lives. You see, let me show you something in Acts of Apostle. Acts of Apostle chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, the Bible said in verse 18, the Bible says something very clear. The scripture said they and so verse 18, Acts chapter 4 and verse 18. The Bible says, so they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. They might not have summoned yourself or myself to say, Don't speak the name of Jesus. But they pile up a lot of responsibilities and duties that will stop you from calling on the name of the Lord. And the Bible says, They called them and commanded them not to speak at all in the name, nor teach. In the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot bespeak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go. When they had further threatened them, even though they stood their ground, there was still threat. There was still threat. So I want us to, you know, from this day going forward, know the wisdom we can use to balance up this process. The Bible said in John chapter 17, Jesus said in John chapter 17, look at what it says. Um, I I don't have time to read all the scriptures here. It would have been from 6 down to 17. But let's just read verse 13. John chapter 17 and verse 13. The Bible said, but now Jesus was was praying for the disciples. He said, but now I come to you. And these things I speak in the word. That they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Fourteen, I have given them your word. And that is, I have given them your word, the gospel. The word of God. And the word, the system. The system that Caesar has put in place. The system of operation. The system that influences and governs the minds of people. You see, it's a mind control thing. And Jesus said, I've given them your word. And the word has hated them because they are not of the world, Just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the word. You see that? I'm not saying... Let them not pay their taxes and national insurance and bills. It's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying take them out of the system. But, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, 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 but that you should keep them from the evil one. Verse 16 said, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Verse 17. You might think 17 has no connection with what he was, his narrative. The 17th one is the embodiment of his narrative, is the cloak and the dressing of his narrative. Verse 17 says, Sanctify them by your truths. Meaning, inasmuch as they work according to this word, it that they'll be able to meet the demands of this system that's in operation in this world. So, so long as they are, they are, they are immersed in the, in the content and the glory and the spirit of your the world, then all these other challenges will look infinitesimal as though they are non-existent. That's what Jesus was saying. He said, Father, I understand that the system of this world the influence of this world the oppressions the mechanism they have developed because he himself was part of it he was part of it and he said I pray that they will understand the 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 obligation of my word in their life assignment and destiny and how they were able to that they'll be able to balance things Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I don't have time to go into scriptures. That's why I've not even opened my notes. I've, not, I've not, I don't, There's no time to go into scriptures. But the Bible says concerning Daniel, the Bible says that there was a demand also on Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. There was a demand. If you read that Daniel chapter 1, I think from, from 20 down there, the Bible says when it was their turn, the king also brought them in to interview them. So there was a demand on the skills and capabilities that are required to walk within the monarchy or the palace of the king. Or to do anything in the nation of Persia. But the Bible says, in Babylon rather, the Bible says when they were interviewed, the Bible said they were found 10 times better. Though initially they rejected the king's meat. They rejected the callings of Caesar. They rejected the provisions of Caesar. Yet they were found 10 times better than all the brethren. And the Bible says that Daniel continued to work in that particular capacity until the reign of the next king, Darius. And that is about 60 years. 60 years. Now, again, if you look at Esther. Esther, if you look at chapter 5 and chapter 7 of Esther, even chapter 6, is an interesting book to read. The Bible says, when Haman, the second in command, placed an order by his power, he voted to veto the elimination and extermination, extinction of the Israel, of the Jews in their province. But the Bible says, the Bible says they didn't start going around looking for whom they would look the, that, that would help them, looking for the provisions of Caesar. And I had a story that's so troubling in my spirit, even till tomorrow. A woman has been, uh, was constantly being asked out by his boss, and she kept refusing. But a day came, her daughter was at the point of death. And they needed to make some certain deposit. It's not in this country. They need to make a certain deposit for the treatment to commence. And the God, they've given a particular you know, number of times that if this payment is not made and we commence treatment, you're going to lose your girl. She told the husband. I said, yeah, um, I've got to ask for salary advance. It's okay. Go ask. He went, she went. And the boss said, of course, you have the salary advance, but you know You have what it takes for me to give you this other advance. And the woman was like, my daughter will die, please. And please, I said, you just know what to do. The woman came back to the husband. They called everywhere. The woman said, honey, look at what the situation is. What do you think? They tried everywhere. The devil blocked all access to funds. And the girl was deteriorating and dying. Do you know, Do you know what it means for the husband to consent for his wife to go and sleep with a stranger because they needed money to save their child. I want you to get angry in your spirit so that as a Christian and they were believers. It's for you to know because you see if God does not help you as a Christian because the Bible says that the rich will rule over the poor. It didn't say the rich believer rich anything. It might be of any faith. It might be a herbalist even. But if he's rich and you are poor, the Bible says he would, he, would, he would command and condition what you do with your time. He will influence and govern your life. The Bible says the rich rule it over the poor. And a borrower is a servant to the lender. In fact, another translation is leave to the lender. Now the Bible didn't say that Esther went looking for anything. He said, he said, call me Mordecai. Call everybody and let's go and seek God for three days. Nobody should eat in this kingdom. Nobody should drink water. Let us, us beckon on the God of covenant that we know. The Bible declared the Bible declared That because she knew how to use the kingdom to get to meet the demands of Caesar, what happened? The Bible says the the very particular day, she was so, so apt in the spiritual perception that she was able to know the exact time she needed to lodge her, her case before the king. And that was what exterminated the academy who wanted to take them out of the kingdom. Nehemiah. If you read Nehemiah chapter 1, the Bible says he was a cupbearer. So he had responsibilities to protect the king from being poisoned. He had responsibility to advise the king in certain matters. The Bible says when the brethren came back from Judah, he asked, how is our place? How is Jerusalem? He said everything is laid waste? Everything is burnt on fire, destroyed. And he was sorrowful. And the Bible says, what did Nehemiah do? He went and began to pray and fast because he knows I need though I need Caesar to support in this thing, but I have to control what Caesar will do in this thing through another divine means. Nehemiah began to pray. And the scripture said he waited until the time of wine. And King saw him sad. He said, Do you know what it means for King to see you sad? As a cupbearer, the penalty is death. Read your Bible. In the kingdom of Persia, the penalty of seeing a cupbearer sad is death. But the Bible says he presented the wine and the king said, I've never seen you sad before. And he said he was afraid. But he remembered he has done his prayers already. And the scripture says, and the king said, um, what is the matter? And he presented his request. And, uh, and And the king said, okay. The king now asked the question, when are you going and how long are you staying? Nehemiah, uh, Nehemiah knew that the God of his fathers, he has spoken to. The one that he has given time to first before any other person. He said he's in action right now. And he began to present other requests. He said, I also need letters. Because he's been away for a long time. He also needs immigration letters to be able to cross his borders. And I also need this letter. For this man to give me a timber to do this. You know why? Because his priority is first the kingdom. It's still the same principle that Jesus taught. Think it for the kingdom. The priority, you see, let me tell you something. God. not naturally, literally what God responds to is not the words you utter in prayer. It's the heart that's producing the word. What is the content of the heart? If your prayer point aligns with the kingdom, God will veto it. If your prayer point has nothing to do with the kingdom, brother, No matter the anointing you felt in that room, you're wasting your time. Because the reason God prospers anybody, God gives any wealth to any individual, is so that he can advance, promote, establish anything about his kingdom. If that's your primary objective for looking for a job, he'll give it to you. If that's the primary objective For building a house, he will give it to you. If that's the primary objective to establishing a company, he will do it. Anything that aligns with the kingdom and promotes God's kingdom. But don't forget. Don't forget. It's not just about you. It started, you know, for a long time. There's always something that war. You see, Caesar has a way. It's a mind-controlling system. He has a way to disturb. To disturb. Any plan you have towards the kingdom. Paul said, Oh, wretched man, I am. He said, Who would deliver me from this body of death? That's what he called it. He says, Body of death. Because he's trying to suffocate his spiritual source. And the Bible says, The Bible says, if you begin to function in the law of the spirit of life, then. It would govern the law of the spirit of life, will govern the law of sin and death. That law is the law that operates in this world, is the law that Caesar implements, is the law that Caesar enforces. The law of, spirit, of sin and death, if you read Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it said, There is therefore now no condemnation to anyone who is in Christ Jesus. Who Walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, he said, for the law, verse two say for the law of the spirit of life. For the law of the spirit. See that law there is a system of oppression. It's a system of oppression. System that that, that the Holy Ghost uses to destroy the influence of Caesar and canality over our lives. That's why he said, For the law of the spirit of life. Has made us free. Complete acquittance, made free. There is is the word. Uh, 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 I saw I saw that Hebrew. It's, it's called Eleuthero. It's E L E U T H E R O O. The Bible says it's complete acquittance from anything that the Caesar is using to oppress the people of God. We need to learn how to pray that law. Can we rise?